The 2021-22 NBA Finals are set, and we're here to talk about it. This is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Date sports, post-game reports, debates and play-by-play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket, coming soon on air. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news, like we're in the stands. Creative news from the Aspen fans. This is a show where we recap the week that was, then take a deep dive into that week for select teams. Tonight, we'll share our fan experts' picks for the NBA Finals, then discuss what's next for each team that didn't make it out of the conference finals. Uh, tonight, it's just going to be my, normally I am joined by uh, several uh, contributors from the Peach Basket, but uh, with the finals literally just 30 minutes away, uh, I just wanted to drop a quick video to share, um, like I said, our thoughts on the finals, um, our thoughts on the teams that didn't make it, and then in the question of the day, I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win, um, which I'll be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure yet, so I'm hoping I make up my mind in the next 20, 30 minutes or so. Um, oh, additionally, we're also going to hear from uh, a contributor um, at the Peach Basket who has some thoughts. Uh, he's not joining me live, but uh, you'll see what I mean in just a minute. Before we dive into that, though, let's say goodbye to the La- Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat. Um, I don't think the Dallas Mavericks uh, not being here is a surprise. Uh, I don't think anybody expected them. There were some folks, though, that really thought the Miami Heat Um we're going to be in the finals and they certainly seem game. They, I mean, that's a great team, a great franchise. Um, the Boston Celtics were just a little bit better. Personally, I think what set them apart was their defense. Um, but these two teams are great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what the future holds for them. Um, the Mavericks are in a very tough Western conference. And, you know, it used to be that you, you would say that and, and it was kind of a slight on the Eastern Conference, right? But now I think these both conferences have got really good teams in them. So I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. But that being said, the Mavericks are in the West. Uh, I think a lot of teams in the West are going to get better. The question is, you know, did the Mavericks peak? Um, they've got, you know, the future face of the NBA and Luka Doncic. Um, they partnered him with a couple of people. Um, that didn't quite work out. Porzingis didn't quite work out. They brought in Dinwiddie, who seemed at times, you know, to work out well with him. There is a lot of talk right now about who is the right player to partner with Luca. Luca is a, a a ball handling player. He's going to have the ball the majority of the time. So you're going to have to have somebody really special, um, somebody who's very good, who can hit the shot, who is uh, an alpha, but who's going to be okay, you know, with, without the touches, um, the majority of the touches. Uh, and that's tough, right? I mean, I think back, you know, when I think of Luca, I think of players like LeBron James, I think of players like Magic Johnson. And um, the Dallas Mavericks are going to have to find 
that right complementary player, right? They're Dwayne Wade, they're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I don't know who that is. You know, I'll be real honest. I'm not sure who that is. Um, but I know that the Mavericks are going to work very hard to find that player. Um, there isn't anything to blow up in Dallas. Uh, this is a very good team. Uh, Jason Kidd did surprisingly well for them. I did not think that he was going to be a great fit um, in in, uh, in Dallas. He proved me wrong. And um, the Mavericks are great. You know, I think there'll likely be some tweaking. I think if um, there are, you know, opportunities to bring in, you know, a player maybe a little bit higher caliber than a dimwitty to, 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 to be the beta to Lucas Alpha, the A1 to his A, uh, they'll do it. But for the most part, this is a very good team that uh, got really far and learned a lot, right? I think Luca as a player learned a lot, um, but you don't anticipate a lot of changes in Dallas. Now, Miami's a little different. The Heat, again, are a great team. They're great. There's, there's great culture there. There's great history there. Um, I, I, I just think that they have to face, you know, the facts that, you know, Kyle Lowry maybe is not the player who he was. Um, he is older. He's going to get older. Um, now, of course, Jimmy Butler's phenomenal. Um, you know, um, Robinson just kind of fell off uh, of the rotation, which is really odd. Um, they, they probably got to make some moves. Um, I think the core, obviously, for the Heat stays the same. Um, they've, they've got this great continuity with with uh, Spolstra and Riley. Uh, this is a great team. I have a lot of confidence in that front office and that coaching staff that they're going to do right by uh, Miami and their fans. But I do think it's time to make some changes. Um, certainly not a blow-up, but some tweaking. Um, they've got to do, you know, they've got to find a way to upgrade at the point guard position. Um, but again, they've got some great pieces. Tyler Heroes, a reigning sixth man of the year. Um, maybe it's time to give him, you know, the starting nod. Um, Oladipo, I don't think he's coming back, although he, he re, you know, really revitalized his career in Miami. And they've got a bunch of really good young guys. Uh, Struce is good. Uh, there's a guy who you've heard on the show oftentimes, uh, Omer Yurtsevin, um, who dropped 90 plus in an international game as I think it was U20. Um, so they've got good players. Uh, it's just a question of what they're going to do, I think, at the point guard position. Uh, but the bulk of that team comes back and great seasons for both of these teams. Now, those are the losers, though. That's the losers bracket. So let's jump right into the winners bracket. These two teams tip it off in about 15, 20 minutes or so as we tape this. Um, the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, truly East versus West, right? Sometimes you got the Eastern Conference team and the Western Conference team, but the Western Conference team is central. This is East-West, man. This is a, a lot of travel. Um, the two teams that were, you know, the best. I mean, honestly, they they were they were they were they were, they were good. They were you know certainly top three for the duration of the season. You could argue, you know, the Suns were better in the in in the. Um, you couldn't argue I me. Mean, it's a fact. They were better in the regular season than the Warriors. But these are two very deserving teams. What is so intriguing to me about this matchup is you've got excellent defense in the Celtics against excellent offense in, in, in the Warriors against you know, what I think is an okay offensive team in the Warriors against what is now good but just okay defensive team um, in the Warriors. I think I might have said that backwards. The Celtics are the team that's just kind of good offensively. So you've got good versus good offensively. 
uh, versus defense from the Celtics point, but excellent defense for the Celtics against excellent offense for the Warriors. Something's got to give. When this matchup was set, I immediately knee-jerked to the Warriors. I thought there's no way the Celtics have a chance, but they really showed me something against the Heat. They won game seven in Miami with just suffocating defense. I mean, this is a, an elite defensive team. And you've always heard that defense wins championships. Well, the better defensive team are the Boston Celtics, and that counts for something. And they're just good enough offensively. Uh, the problem with the Celtics is sometimes their stars disappear. Right. Jason Tatum has had some real stinkers. Um, he can't do that in this series. He's got to consistently show up. Um, and if he doesn't, then they're going to need Jalen Brown. They're going to need Marcus Smart. They're going to need everybody to play uh, really well. And that's true for both teams. Right. Um, but what a great matchup. East versus West, offense versus defense, elite versus elite. Uh, this is going to be fun. Our fan experts, uh, I was surprised, really kind of saw it as a bit of a toss-up. Now the nod goes to the Celtics. Um, the consensus pick, the uh, the one with the most votes was the Celtics in six or seven. Then came the Warriors in six. So our team is going with the Celtics, which is a bit of a shocker to me. Um, again, my knee jerk when I first knew this matchup was happening was, I thought, the Golden State Warriors. There's no way. Um, their experience, they want it. They know that their window's closing. They want the storybook finish for, you know, not, not finish necessarily, but, you know, culmination of the struggle for Clay Thompson. Um, Steph Curry, as, as many championships as he's won, has never won a finals MVP. They, they want that validation for Curry. Um the coach, right? Is the coach has been there? The coach has won on the Boston side. You've got nobody with any finals experience. The coach has never been there before as a head coach. So it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's tough. I, it, you know, Stephen A. called it a 50-50 matchup. Um, you know, to pick them, uh, but you were committed to picking a team. Our team at the Peach Basket picked the Celtics. I'll tell you who I pick in a minute. But I want to give um, opportunity now for Nick on our team to share his thoughts. He uh, hosts uh, another show where he talks Celtics. He's a Celtics fan. These are his thoughts, his overview of the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to let him chime in he for a great series all right i won't speak too much to this because i'll probably drop a video about it but a quick look to the warriors this is a test you have not seen before when tatum and brown were very young tatum was a rookie who had an opportunity to play that team with kd might not have gone well but just to get there would have been a great experience you're here now with this team without kd but a more well-rounded team you know what curry is you know what clay thompson is you know what draymond brings Kevon Looney is a great contributor now. Andrew Wiggins, you know what he brings. Jordan Poole, guy that can score 30-40 anytime he wants to. You got guys that's contributing off the bench. Otto Porter, 3 and D. Moses Moody, 3 and D. Jonathan Kuminga, very athletic. They have a lot of guys that do a lot of different things. You got flamethrowers, you got defenders, you got passers, you got two-way guys. You know what I'm saying? You got guys that do dirty work like Draymond and Looney. But that being said, I like this matchup for the Celtics. It won't be easy at all. This this series goes nowhere under six games. It's either six or seven. Either way, really. 
either way. I like the matchup because of the Warriors starting fives. With Draymond and Looney, two guys that can't shoot at all, you know, Draymond might hit one on occasion, but you want to force him to shoot the ball. If he shoots, it's a win for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll much rather him take that shot than Curry and Thompson or Poole. You know what I'm saying? So the Warriors are not a huge team by any means. The Warriors win against the Mavericks, whose center is Dwight Powell and Kleber. Not bangers, not bruisers, not guys with, you know what I'm saying, a lot of size. Then they win against the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson. Has size, is a good shot blocker, but he's not a good rebounder. He's not a bruiser. The Celtics have size at every position. The only guy you can probably take advantage of is Peyton Pritchard. He's the smallest guy in our rotation. Nobody on the Warriors is jumping with Rob, probably except for Kuminga, maybe Andrew Wiggins, but it's not going to happen often. Kevon Looney has been killing the Warriors' previous matchups on the boards. He's not doing that against the Celtics. He won't even do that against Al Hofer. And if Rob's there, it's going to be even tougher. <laughs> Rob can have a great series on the offensive glass, on defense, blocking shots, keeping guys in front of him on the perimeter, and catching lobs, passing the ball, but it all depends on his health. The greatest shooter of all time and the second greatest shooter of all time, but then you have guys like Draymond and Looney. That's only two shooters on, a, that's only three shooters on the court. You can kind of play them like you did KD, where you're triple teaming them off the ball. Every screen he gets, you're hitting them, you're bumping them. Making everything tough for for Curry and Clay. I like this matchup. Jordan Poole, guy that we have to talk about, an explosive guy, but he's not a defender by any means. Derek White can have a big series on offense going at Poole. Peyton Pritchard can even play in this series too because Poole is not a defender. He's gonna give you 20 at the other end probably every night, but you can go at him. And that's his only weakness right now. He's not a great playmaker, but he's good enough to get other people involved. Just got to go at him if you're Pritchard, if you're white, you know, if Tatum and Brown are on the court, they're shooting over him, going right through him, stuff like that. So Celtics and Warriors, first game Thursday. All right, Nick knows hoops. Um, I, I'll be real honest with you. I, for whatever reason, couldn't hear that. I've heard it, uh, the show before. So I, I know that he started out by giving props to the heat, which I always love. Um, here at the peach basket, we've got over 50 contributors that, you know, support lots of different teams. And sometimes it gets a little heated, but uh, you know, we've got Laker fans. We've got to live with Celtics fans. <laughs> we've got heat fans. I got to live with Celtics fans. Um, so I, I love that there's an appreciation um, there because the heat really did put up a battle. I don't remember though, if he said, on that clip, or if he said it on Twitter, but he said that uh, Time Lord Robert Williams is is one of the keys, if not the key, to this matchup. And man, that's a player I like. Um, he's got energy. He's got hops. Uh, he is the type of player that can absolutely make a difference. And he looked like a shell of himself in Game Seven. Um, and if he is the key for the Celtics, uh, that's you know concerning because he just did not look well in game seven. Let's hope that he is healthy and let's hope that uh, it's as good a series as we all think is going to be. Um, but again, the beach basket is firmly in the Celtics court, uh, which again, kind of surprises me, but uh, that's, that's how it is, which leads us perfectly to the NBA question of the day. This is an easy one. Which team wins the final game of the 2021, 22 NBA season? Who lifts the Larry O'Brien? Um, yeah, two choices, right? The Celtics uh, and the Warriors. Now, I told you up front when this first happened, when we knew who the teams were, uh, I thought it was the Warriors. And um, 
I hate to go against our team at the Peach Basket. I hate to go against Nick and that wonderful analysis, but I think the Warriors are going to win. I think they're going to deprive the Celtics of championship number 18. And the only reason is because I think that as good defensively as the, as the Warriors are, or pardon me, well, the Warriors are good, but I think the Celtics are great defensively. I think the difference is going to be experience. Defense wins championships. There's no denying that. And the, the Celtics are the better defensive team. But there's something to be said for experience. This, the Warriors have been there. They want it. Um, they've got the coach who's been there. The, the, the bright lights of the finals are different, man. It's a different animal. And I think it's going to hurt the, the Celtics in a game or two. Um, now, I think the Celtics are going to get stronger and going to get better as the series progresses. So you might see, you know, the, the Warriors take, you know, go off to a 2-0 start. They're not going to get to 3-0, but certainly 2-0, then maybe 2-1, then 3-1. And then Boston wins a couple, and we're just going to have a, an amazing game seven. Um, but I think at the end of the day, that experience is going to win the day, and the Warriors are going to lift the Larry O'Brien. Uh, that was my knee jerk. I'm not going to sway from that. That is what I think. We'll see. All right, that's it. That's our show. Uh, as always, we're grateful. Uh, this has been a phenomenal year for the Peach Basket. We have grown, and um, – you know, we, we've kind of branched out and we're doing this show. We're doing podcasts. We've brought in new partners. Like I mentioned before, we've got about uh, 50 contributors covering 15 to 20 of the NBA teams. We want to grow even more next season. If you're watching this, if you happen to stumble on to, to the show and, and you have an interest in writing, sharing your thoughts, uh, podcasting, live uh, streaming, live tweeting about basketball, and keep in mind, we're a basketball site. We're not an NBA site. So you want to cover the NBA, the WNBA. Uh, we've got a great partnership with a minor league basketball league called The Basketball League, uh, college, international. If it's basketball, we want to cover it here, and we would love to partner with you to do that. Um, we will likely be back one more time to close out the season and before we see you next season. But um, thank you again for watching. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, where, which not the playoffs, but the finals, which are about to tip off. We'll talk again when the winner is crowned. Voice and fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Up-to-date sports, post-game reports, debates and play-by-play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket, coming soon on air. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creative views from the